This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Inside Story on BFM 89.9. It is just coming up to 6.39. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Sharad. And we are joined in the studio today by Deputy Youth and Sports Minister Adam Adli, uh, who will be speaking to us about how they plan to court the youth vote in the upcoming state <laughs> elections, among other oh, things. Oh. <laughs> if you have questions for Adam, send them through. You can call 77332900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Adam, so in the time that you've served as Deputy Minister, what have been some of the primary challenges that the ministry has encountered? And there are so much that we want to do, but there are just so many limitations to it. Um, not we're not just talking about the um, budget. <laughs> we're also talking about the role that we play uh, in the in the Ministry of Youth and Sports. Uh, there are certain expectations, of course. Whenever people look at the youth, people would think of our ministry. Um, I believe that Hannah has been doing so much just to to you know just to make sure that we are able uh, to at least uh, get ourselves have some say in many problems that are now being faced by the by the youth because um, I mean we have to we have to understand that the problems being faced by the youth mostly will not be solved. Uh, simply through initiatives or programs set by, say, for example, the Ministry of Youth and Sports, but mainly would always be about like a, like what we've been discussing earlier. Uh, economic problem, for example, uh, cannot be solved uh, through just programs, awareness, soft approach, and all. There are some. There are some. There are just so many measures need to be taken by the government and. Of course, people would then look at why can't you do something? Why can't the minister? Why can't KBS, uh, you know, try to 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 uh, to help the youth uh, on getting jobs, on making sure that they can earn more and all? Well, we try. We design few programs that, uh, at least as a platform, uh, for them to voice out, for them to share their ideas, to at least be um, a place where they can, you know, come and. Talk about it. Right. So expectations are very high on the ministry. Yeah. And I think it's true of every government, right? They probably run ahead of the capacities of, uh, of the politicians or people in government yeah. to deliver. But I want to ask you about uh, the stakeholders and, and changes that, especially somebody like you who comes with, a, yeah. with uh, the badge of reform on your, yes, exactly. on, on your lapel, right? <laughs> so everybody thinks you're going to be the guy who's going to change things, you and Hannah. The question is, where's the resistance? Is it in the larger ecosystem, in the stakeholders, or is it within the ministry itself? Are the uh, civil servants playing ball with you? Well, that's not how we look at it. I think it's more on the um, the role of the ministry itself, uh, which of which area that we can do something, uh, what kind of reforms that can be implemented. I mean, we can always try to do uh, so many things, uh, but there are certain limitations to it. I mean, we can, like I said earlier, the most that we can do would be to design few programs uh, when we can always uh, try to bring up to the cabinet, uh, say that we have some suggestions that we believe uh, can help to alleviate uh, mostly the youth and all. But uh, at the end of the day, it will not be up to us uh, as the 
no, the imp- it comes to implementation part of it. Uh, most of the time, it will not be us. Uh, so we can have, we can be the channel. Uh, it's good that at the end of the day, um, most of the bigger reforms that we need to see, uh, we have to, you know, we have to really rely uh, on a much more senior ministries. I'm not complaining. What I'm saying is that there, this is the limitation. And so we are trying to make do with what we have. Hence how we try to work with so many other ministries. So when we reintroduce, for example, Rakan Muda, all the 10 lifestyles that we designed were to be, basically, it, it is meant to be implemented and uh, to be shared as a shared platform with different ministries. So for example, we have Rakan Yaga. So this where we can bring in um, Say, for example, the Ministry of Economy or even a Kuskop and all. Uh, so if we were to design uh, programs like uh, Rakan Democracy, this is where we can bring in maybe PMO and all so that we can start uh, working and lay some foundation on the reforms that we want to see. And uh, with, the, uh, with the help of a few other ministries, uh, so we hopefully can be you know, uh, implemented. So that's where the challenge is normally. The limitation of it. Not complaining, but we say there are certain limitations that we have to we have to be creative around the way. So speaking of limitations, let's look at the political landscape. Right now, mm. you've spoken in the past about the need to end political rivalries within the different youth wings under the unity government. Yep. Uh, and you say that these rivalries have gone on for decades. Mm. How has it been to share a stage and platform with these former rivals? And mm. what has some of that collaboration uh, been like? Um, it's been, quite honestly, uh, has been very eye-opening. To me, uh, it's true what they say that you have to learn about uh, your surroundings before you can really judge everyone. And now we are working closely with the, um, at least with the Pemuda Barisan Nasional, for example. I mean, most of us will work with them at this level. We are working mostly with them. Uh, 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 we have differences, of course. Uh, we acknowledge, uh, we're not saying that just, just uh, forget about it as if it has never happened. Uh, we learn from the experience. We learn from what we had to go through in the past uh, and then we try to make uh, a better tomorrow so now we have uh, new friends uh, now we are sharing the platform we are now sharing the same interests we are now sharing the same agenda um, who are we to say that well we cannot rely on on getting uh, we cannot rely on getting Pemuda Amno, for example to pick up on the reform Sanja. I think they for 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 the past few years, we have seen some changes, especially among uh, most of the young politicians in this country, regardless of whatever political background they're coming from. Uh, so why not we try to encourage it rather than just to downplay it, rather than just to you know shut it down and say, oh, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not someone who can speak about reform. Why, why can't we just encourage them? Okay, come. Let's learn from each other. Maybe you have a better approach. Uh, maybe we have a better um, ideas on certain things. Let's compare notes and let's see how and what we can do about it. I think that will be the current spirit. 
uh, when it comes to you know working together. I think, I think it's not saying that we do not have any other options. I do not want to hide behind. Oh, we we have no options. We have to work together. There's there's no way out of this. No, I think this is our choice. The choice is rather than just to continuously you know uh, being stuck with what we had. Why not we just yeah start something new. We, we I mean we always said new politics. So maybe this is also part of the new politics. We'll continue our conversation after this with Deputy Youth and Sports Minister Adam Adli. Uh, send your thoughts or questions for him through. You can call us. You can send us a voice note. You can WhatsApp us. You can tweet us. And keep it here on Inside Story, BFM 89.9. Become fabulous millionaires. BFM. 89.9. It is 6.48. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Sharad. And we are joined by Deputy Youth and Sports Minister Adam Adli speaking to us about uh, both his ministry as well as uh, the upcoming state elections, um, what the party hopes to achieve. If you've got questions, send them through. Uh, we do have a question that's come in from Mizi, who wants to know, is the MOE's action plan in sync with the Youth and Sports Ministry and vice versa? It would be counterproductive if the jigsaw pieces don't come up with a coherent picture. There would be no synergy. Exactly. Um, this may not be the best example uh, contextually. Uh, but let's take, for example, one of many, I think one of many uh, uh, things that we have done in the, fa- uh, in the past few months, uh, one of which that I'm particularly very fond of would be how we manage to have a very good um, meeting uh, where we form the high-level um, committee on sports development, where we get the MOE, uh, MOHE, even the KKM, KDNs, uh, and everyone to be on board. Let's say that, okay, now we must have a broad policy on sports development because when we say sports development not, it's not only about obtaining gold in Olympic or uh, getting our Harimau Malaya to play in the World Cup but we are talking about you know uh, to level human engineering as well to to to, you know, to have a healthier uh, Malaysians so um, for the first time since 20 if I'm not mistaken 2004 if I'm not mistaken um now we, we, we are able to sit together, talk to each other and address the problem with each other. So this is where we manage to solve few problems. For example, Sukan um, Tempo, uh, the, the martial arts, has been uh, one of the main contributors, uh, especially in uh, international um, games. Uh, but uh, in school, it's not being uh, considered or being uh, classified as sport. It is being classified as but that's uniform. <laughs> so it's not being competed among schools uh, through the MSST, the Malaysukan uh, Sports Council. So now we reclassify it as sports. It, it, so it took us, um, it, so it takes that kind of collaboration between ministries to help uh, in, in, uh, in what may not, uh, yeah, in, in this kind of policies. So I believe, yes, by working together, by having a collaborations, active collaborations with different ministries, we will be able to achieve more, especially in addressing, like for example, what we've discussed earlier, uh, economic problems faced by the youth 
we have to work together. We cannot work in silo. There's no way. We cannot solve it alone. We can only have ideas, but the implementation of it, the ideas and all, will come from the collaborations with all other ministries. Now, when you're in the Chorama circuit, the next two weeks, we're going to be yeah. seeing the campaign period, right? Uh, what is the narrative you're going to be giving to young people to attract them? We know Pakistan holds mm. mostly uh, in both the older and younger demographic. Barisan National, not so much. In yeah. fact, it flips over. Uh, they're very attracted to the PN message. Yeah. How do you counter this? Is it about jobs? Is it about uh, you know education, quality education? Or is it about dealing with their identity issues? The question of Islam, the question about being Malay and entitlement. How do you address that? I'm, I believe in the third one. I, I'm not saying that. I mean, in terms of policies, um, when it comes to jobs, uh, economy, uh, and all, um, they're not. They're not dancing to that tune. <laughs> the PN will never answer to that kind of questions. So if we just. I mean, we can always touch on that. We can always remind people that we are here to 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 basically to manage the country. We have clear direction. We have a huge agenda uh, in, you know, in basically um, offering a better life for everyone. But um, the most, I think that the the most crucial um, items that we need to address in, at least in terms of um, how do we counter the narrative from the other side, will still be about the identity, uh, about uh, how do we address. Uh, racial and you know, religious issues. How do we uh, make sure that young people are identity seekers? This is where um, they win. This is where people with, who actually uh, play that tune will always be able to, you know, at least uh, at advantage. I mean, we are not giving, uh, we're not doing enough in terms of answering the question of who are we? I mean, they are doing so much on, in terms of that. You are Muslims, you are, you are Malays, uh, you have to be this way, you have to be that way, you cannot be like this, you cannot be like that, they are non, they, you know, they are running cafe and all this. So they are feeding uh, the young people with this kind of narrative. Uh, so the most that we can do would still be in answering them that look, you've looked at it the wrong way. And I believe this also what um, at least Prime Minister is actively doing when it comes to you know uh, political activities. You will see in a lot of his uh, speeches, he will always touch on the needs for all of us, especially the Malay. I mean, you cannot run away from this, right? From the Malay Muslim majority to understand that the values of Islam, for example, is not how they it's being interpreted by especially by the more conservative. Um, National. Uh, and uh, it should not, uh, and the young people should not feed their mind with this kind of uh, very dangerous narratives. Um, and I hope that we'll be able to see more. Uh, there are out there so many young people who are a bit more, you know, moderate in terms of they have better understanding in, uh, when it comes to religious matters and very uh, moderate in terms of their approach. These should be the people who we hope be able to come out and address this problem, address this issue. We have a question from a listener, Dahlia, who 
asks, what would you say to people who are calling you a sellout for moving away from activism and into government that some people think is compromised? Do you feel that you're less able to speak out now about the things you believe in? Uh, uh, um, I think I've made a choice. Um, I've made a choice the moment I, especially when the, the moment I uh, contested in the election, I've made a choice. Um, but not saying that I have to, you know, uh, I have to 100% turn into a different person. Um, the approach would be different, of course. Uh, I think it will be very dangerous if you have a loose cannon in the, in the government uh, to assume a responsibility like a deputy minister. Because uh, deputy minister's role is very unique. Um, uh, you are not there uh, to be yourself, you are there to actually help and be the support, be the supporting, uh, the supporting entities for the for the government's policy and for the ministry's policies. You have to be able to help and understand and uh, push uh, for what your minister uh, is, is is doing the the agendas of your ministry and your of course your minister. Um, so it's very dangerous to have loose cannon to play that kind of role. I mean, I myself is, um, I mean, I, I do have, oh yeah, I'm Ketua, like, I, for example, my experience as Ketua Angkatan Muda Kadilan, the youth chief, I would not want my deputy to be a loose cannon that I, would, I have to be worried about. This one thing. So yeah, I think it's not so much on the, uh, maybe people would, 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 would look at it, look at me as a different person because you know, I'm no longer out there um, going in something. Um, now being, I made a choice to play a different role. But I do uh, hope uh, that um, it takes some time, but uh, now you have to implement it. Now is the time for you to prove that, okay, there will be out there, there will be criticism out there. I accept all the criticism for me it's uh, it's one it's part of the responsibility you have to absorb it uh, and it serves as a good reminder for myself that no uh, you want to do something Adam you you have uh, you had a dream uh, don't yeah, don't forget about it so yeah I never forget about it I've never forget it I'm sorry that <laughs> uh, like I said the expectation is high I'm sorry that I may not, uh, may not, I've yet to find a way on how can we, you know, realize uh, that dream uh, in a manner which will satisfy um, people who wants to see, uh, who used to know me as someone who is very vocal, who is very, you know, straightforward, very blunt sometimes. But I do hope that um, within the time that is now given, to all of us here in the government, uh, we can actually take this opportunity. I mean, we're not just going to can. I mean, we will take this opportunity to actually do start doing something. Uh, inshallah, I hope uh, that. Um, thank you for the reminder. I, I, I don't want to to. I don't want for the people to think that I'm a sellout. But I've made a choice, and the choice is for me to play a different role. Um, yes, uh, it's it's not easy. It's, like I said earlier, there are certain limitations to it. 
There are just so many things that you want to do, but you have to be creative and you have to find a way around it. Um, but um, for let's take for example, when I say about uh, what what used to be uh, one of many things that we we love to do last time about democratization of the youth, for example, about giving them the platform to speak up. I remember that I wanted that. I don't want to be arrested when I, I'm speaking up. I don't want to be stopped. I don't want to, you know, uh, for the government to take actions against me where I want to criticize the government. So at the best, the best thing that I can do right now is to be that government that I wanted. The government that gives you a platform, the government that will never stop you from criticizing, and the government that will actually celebrate uh, differences, I mean, and your criticism. <laughs> Adam, thanks for joining us today. Right, thank you. We've been speaking with the Deputy Minister of Youth and Sports, Adam Adli. Uh, you've been listening to Inside Story, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.